Welcome, welcome back to DB and the Heeb. You got myself, DB. You got the Heebster. We're ready to get this going, get it moving along. Um, it's coming out on Tuesday with football season coming into play. We're toying with Tuesday, Friday instead of Monday, Wednesday. It's a little bit longer in between the pods, but it's also a little bit better of a setup. So we're going to see how this rolls out for us over the next week or so, probably next couple weeks. Especially we got the Heapster getting ready for Rosh Hashanah, doing a little traveling to be with the fam. So this might be the better setup, allows us to go over football, get all the games in, and get the predictions ready for the weekend on a Friday. So we are toying with that. Sorry if anybody was waiting for us on Monday and they didn't see the drop. We kind of just are, as we've said before, this is couple of buddies just doing our thing, enjoying this, feeling it out ourselves. And so we kind of made a couple adjustments on the fly. Heapster, how you doing tonight, though? Doing pretty good, man. Riding high. Prime time. Prime time, baby. See you. Just, just, just shutting up all the critics, man. It's, it's, it's impressive, especially coming off the, uh, the Broncos debacle, the loss against the Raiders. This is definitely, uh, for the first time in a long time, CU Town, which is uh, crazy to say. So didn't take long for Prime to make an impact in Denver, and it's happening. It is. We're going to get into that here in a little bit. It's a good little tease. We've got a bunch of football, some baseball. As we discussed, we're going to just give you a quick little tennis update to start the pod, just because it was the last Grand Slam of the year, and We'll start on the men's side. We had Novak Djokovic from Serbia taking down Danel Medvedev of Russia. Straight sets. Djokovic looked a little tired here and there. There was one tiebreaker. He pretty much handled it. It He just, Medvedev is not on his level yet. Nobody is on his level. He takes his 24th singles Grand Slam title to tie the all-time record for either men's or women's. He does own the record for men. Uh, he's two above Rafael Nadal, who's at 22, the French Open King, on the or the clay court king, however you want to describe that. More interesting match to either one of us was going to be Coco Goff. Coco Goff, I'm sorry, against Sabalenka. Another Russian. There's two Russians that made it into these U.S. Open finals. Both went down. Coco Goff lost the first set 6-2 and then came back and won 6-3, 6-2. Second set, she took control. She found her serve. She is lightning fucking fast. And Sabalenka was struggling with that. She couldn't find anywhere on the court where she could hit a winner. And Coco Goff was just got back to everything. There was no winners for Sabalenka that she could find. It was a thing of beauty from Coco Golf. She's 19, gets the first major, looked just amazing. She's now, I think, 18-1 and one since she was ousted in the first round at Wimbledon. She switched her coach. She's won two other tournaments and now a Grand Slam. So since Wimbledon, this is her third win. She moves from sixth in the world to third in the world. Sabalenka moves from second in the world to first in the world. And I think Coco Goff also is now top 
ranked player in doubles as well. So huge U.S. Open for her. I don't know. Did you watch any of this, Heapster, or no? I didn't watch a lot of it. Uh, saw some of the highlights. Really impressive. She's just so quick. She, Like you said before, she's so much quicker than everybody, all the other ladies out there. Uh, she's got a bright future. This is just getting started. It's uh, really impressive. But then, you know, Novak Djokovic with 24 just saying, hey, the old man still got it. And uh, everybody saying, you know, has, has the torch been passed with Car- Carlos Alcarez? Uh, it looked like he got he got hurt in the semis, got ended up uh, getting beat by Medvedev. So it set up a, a nice uh, number 24 for Djokovic. I mean, the Joker is uh, alive and well. And he's probably going to get a few more, I would think. I mean, it's just so impressive, the, the Grand Slams. Next year, we'll see if age catches up to him, but I don't expect it. He's at a point where you don't expect it until it happens. So you're still going to play him as a favorite. You're going to have him in probably making every single final because it's what he does until it happens. But that's where till we COVID gets till, till COVID gets rolled out again and uh, he's got to get a vaccination. You know, this was his first U.S. Open back, obviously, since the, the vaccination stuff in New York and he couldn't play the last couple of years. So he just came back and hoisted the trophy. So it's very impressive. Djokovic's uh, machine seems that you know, he's in incredible shape. We're watching uh, you know history in the making every time he takes the court. This is his first U.S. Open back from not just that, but when he accidentally or intentionally, I don't know, I don't think any of us know, hit the lines women or the ball girl, just smacked the tennis ball and hit her and they disqualified him from the tournament. So that was his first one back. <laughs> he, he smacked the hell out of that poor girl. Uh, Probably was making sure where, where he was hitting those balls back to the lines judgment now, I, I would think, huh? Yeah, there's no line judge anymore. They're not the lines. It's open, but there was then. So ball I don't, girl, know, I don't remember what, who it was, if it was a ball girl or a lines judge. But it's all electronic, electronically done with the Hawkeye system. You know what? Hawkeye system – Perfect segue. Let's get into some baseball because the Hawkeye system is something baseball fans are going to hear a lot about. You're already starting to hear a lot about it. It's been tried out for the strike zone in AAA and the players don't like it. Hopefully we don't see it anytime soon. But Heapster, we got a lot of ba- we got a lot of baseball to catch up about. We hadn't talked at any baseball in the last pod. Astros have Taking a good little lead in first place, up a couple games here right now, currently, as we're recording this. I think your prediction of the Astros winning the division is probably going to look correct. I'll probably be wrong, thinking they'll finish second, go into a wild card. I still, as I've repeated, as people have said it, I I don't think the Astros necessarily have to win the division. I would love them to win the division as long anything the Mariners don't win will make me or not the Mariners the Rangers don't win will make me happy well I mean great great segue here perfect timing to talk about the AL West looked like it was uh Seattle's playing right now it was five to three Anaheim was up one out and uh, who comes up with the kid Julio Rodriguez bombs the home run two run to tie it in the 10th five five that's his 30th of the season first player since Alex Rodriguez in 1998 Another Rodriguez, or uh, it's the second player in franchise history to go 30 stolen bases, 30 home runs. Congratulations to that kid. I, I know we talk about him on the pod a lot. A lot. 
we get to watch him a lot with the, him being in the AL West. Just an impressive dude. So we'll see how this game shakes out. But, yeah, Astros went down tonight. They lost. Um, they, they really just keep struggling at home. They did come back and beat San Diego and took the series two to one after uh, one of those. Uh, they, they dropped the, the, the series opener against San Diego. Um, they're in a dogfight, people. They're in a dogfight, and the uh, Mariners aren't going away. Mariners are doing the opposite of what the Astros are doing at home. Last 18, they're 13 and five, just rolling at home. Looks like they might come back here, see if it's a walk-off. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it would be really good for the Astros for the Mariners to not win. Rangers won tonight as well. They beat Toronto, which was impressive. Toronto's been on a little bit of a heater. The Rangers are trying to get back in the playoff hunt, which is pretty crazy, uh, considering they've been basically in first place all year and to go out of the playoffs over the last you know week and a half, two weeks, uh, with Toronto getting hot. So going to be fun, fun down the stretch. Ain't going to be no setting up the rotation. We're, we're not like, not like usual. Usually they're, they're taking the last month off. Now this year is different. So the pitching better be ready. Yep. Exactly. 17 games left. Speaking of 30 for 30 players and the Astros, you think Tucker gets to 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. He's on the cusp of it right now. I think he's at 29 and 28. I do. I think he does. I think he goes 30 for 30 and 30 for sure. Which is mind-boggling to me that he's the 11th. I would have definitely had that in single digits. But two triples in an inning? I never had heard of it. Triple is the hardest thing to get in baseball, as we all know. I would have guessed that, you know, somewhere around that number, uh, around around that number, I think. I mean, you got to think in baseball, you're going back years and years and years. We were talking about a stat before um, with, you know, the most consecutive or what was it? The, the, the most the most uh, runs in a three game series. And that was a crazy number. And that was set, you know, something in like what the 1700s, I think it was or or the 1800s, I think. Yeah, they weren't uh, playing baseball we in the 1700s, bro. Yeah. We were, we were we, trying to we, become a country we, at that we, point. We, we, we got to go back to the, to the pod exactly to see what, what the stat was. I don't have it right in front of me, but it was some ungodly like, uh, you know, almost averaging 20 runs a game. I think it was. It was 60 you know. runs in three games. And it's by a team that doesn't exist. The team name is slipping me. Colonials or something, I think it was. Cleveland Colonials in 1885. I was getting my 1700s and my 1800s uh, mixed up here. They're 17s, but they're they're still nice. They're nice, boy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Astros didn't look good today, though. What a a typical Astros outing. Frommer was fine. Frommer gave up three runs in seven innings. You got to get some kind of run support for him. The Astros. I was just going to say Frommer's now that takes his record to, I think it's 11 and 10. So he's had a tough season. You know, he's got to keep grinding and he had a good quality start today. It definitely wasn't his fault. I mean, to lose to Oakland, it hurts. We were counting on those games whenever we were looking at the schedule. Oakland and Kansas City, that was one of the reasons why I really liked the Astros' chances. And so – it hurts to lose one of those games. And uh, just a little shout out, since we're talking about Oakland, we don't get a chance to talk about Zach Geloff, the second baseman. That's a player boy. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to see him play. He's just, he's a player. He, he, he was 0 for 4 tonight, so he didn't really make an impact. Man, I really like the kid. I, he's the future. He, he is, he is going to be a future superstar, in my opinion. If you haven't seen him, check him out. I think he was a MLB player of the month last month. 
uh, in the AL. Um, or yeah, I think it was player of the month or maybe rookie of the month. Uh, but it, it just he's impressive. Very, very, very impressive. He, he's been impressive. I like him. Uh, he, he's just one of those baseball players. You know, whenever you're drawing up a baseball player, a, a guy, a second baseman would look like him. And uh, hits for power. Uh, got a good eye. He's going to be, he's going to be a superstar. Wait, in my are opinion. you trying to tell me when you're drawing up the prototypical second baseman, you're not drawing up Jose Altuve? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, that's nothing against Jose. Jose, we, we love us some Jose, but Jose is uh, a little short, uh, I would say. But the height doesn't matter really in baseball. Yeah, don't be hating on the short kings over there. I, I, I'm, I'm not hating on them, but I wouldn't say that if I'm drawing it up in a computer game that uh, I, I would make my second baseman look like Jose Altuve. You wouldn't have him like exactly. five foot two. 110 pounds, swinging for the fences. Okay, he's taller than 5'2", but still. I, I think anybody that you, that it sounds better to, to say his height in inches, you know, like 64 inches. I'm 64 inches instead of 5'4". <laughs> you know, it's uh, – I'd take the taller guy at second base. If you're a superstar in Sin City, that's, a, that's an interesting place to be a superstar. What a time. Better have your better, better have your head on straight, that's for sure. And your priorities straight. You better have everything straight because that's a quick place where you can get lost. Very true, my friend. I mean, you're living in a place that's motto is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Speaking of uh just hitting on this a little bit, speaking on things that we don't want to see happen. Looks like the Rockets had some news, and we're in the news and not in the right way. Kevin Porter Jr. now arrested and taken into custody for domestic violence with his WNBA girlfriend. I'm not sure who he is dating right now, but something you don't want to see. Wait, she's in like the WNBA, his girlfriend? That's what I was reading. I think I saw that on uh, my phone. It came over. So I've heard this story uh, being talked about all day. I didn't look it up because it's – I was in the car a little bit, and I heard a lot about it. I they never mentioned who his girlfriend was. Hold, yeah, he's, that was something that I saw. So I, you'd have to fact check that for me. But definitely in the news for the wrong reason. We got NBA that's going to be training camp's going to be starting pretty soon. It sounds like the Amen Thompson era will start quicker than what we all thought it would start. In my opinion, I have not been a huge fan of the fit between Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. So this kind of pushes that along. Eamon Thompson having a really good uh, summer league. Uh, he did get injured, so we only saw him for limited action. But I saw a lot during that time. Would not surprise me if we pushed that, uh, that start date of Eamon Thompson really logging a lot more minutes ahead. And this is, a, this is a great opportunity for him to kind of take hold of that starting position. Yeah, hold on. I'm fact-checking you. It is a good spot for him. She is definitely a WNBA player. I don't even know how you pronounce this name, but she is why I don't know why the WNBA was not promoting her. This girl might be the prettiest girl in the WNBA. Holy moly. What happened here? Kaisri Gondrezik, maybe? Dude, I mean, tell me. Pronounce look at that name. <laughs> and you're not guessing that is who you're about to look at. I was trying to pull up the pronunciation of this. Good luck. Hopefully it does speed things along. One thing I do want to touch on, NBA, what the fuck are you doing? 
absolutely what she did. Looks like she went to Michigan for a little while and uh, West Virginia ended up going. First round pick, fourth overall of the Indiana Fever. If she was West Virginia, she might be one of the prettiest girls that ever walked through the state of West Virginia from the pictures I just saw. Uh, Looks like she she is the daughter of the late former NBA player Grant Gondrezetic, Gondrezic, and Lisa Harvey. Her father, Grant, played college basketball at Pepperdine. Her mother won a national title at La Tech. And her sister, Calabra, played for Michigan State. So, oh, got, got, got yeah. athletes in the blood. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, so we're going to hit on two things real quick. I got two, real, two rants I got to go on because you got to bring up Michigan State. But first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the NBA. NBA, Adam Silver, what in the fuck are you doing? At this point in time, you look awful. Houston, we get it. You can't do anything. Because of the way NBA contracts are set up, Kevin Porter Jr. has been charged. This girl was strangled, bruised, broken bones, apparently. Just beat the hell out of her. You need to be out of the league, done in the league, completely cut from your team, suspended from your team, something. But the NBA has stepped in and said they are doing their investigation. Since the NBA has stepped in and doing their investigation, that removes any power from the team to impose any form of punishment on the player. If the season was starting right now, you can't even go tell them, hey, we don't want you at the arena. We don't want you showing up in the locker room. We don't want you here. You can't go tell them that. The NBA has to do their investigation. I guess you could put them on the bench and pay them. I'm not really sure. But I think it's terrible. Second off, this is the second part of my rant. Her sister played at Michigan State. Michigan State, get come the fuck on. Destroy every single thing that you got. It's time. You had Larry Nasser. This is a Mel Tucker incident. It's time to fire every fucking buddy at Michigan State. You guys look like Everything is okay. You bring him back, Mike D'Antonio. He had issues there with players too. What is going on? You don't see Penn State hiring Jerry Sandusky back after he gets accused. You don't see Art Bryles coming back to Baylor. You don't see anybody else bringing people back. You don't see you see him tearing it down and rebuilding it. Michigan State, it's time for you to do the same. Say, stand up, speak up for these women. You don't want to see people getting sexually assaulted. Mel Tucker, you brought this person in to talk to your team about sexual assault. And then you call her on the phone and talk about how you're masturbating and trying to invite her to your whole hotel room and telling her about how you're masturbating to her. Get out of there. Don't, I hope you're not coaching again. I hope Michigan State at some point does something to fix what, what they have going on. You had one of the biggest predators in all time in Larry Nasser, who just used your facilities to sexually assault every single woman who was ever a gymnast, probably men too, if I remember, but he had like 170 accounts of sexual assault. You've done nothing. Fix your fucking school. Okay, we can digress. We can move forward. I just had to go off on those two rants real quick. Wow, yeah, we uh, we definitely didn't plan that one, so it kind of worked out <laughs> a little crazy there. But uh, yeah, Michigan State got definitely got some problems. Uh, hopefully, they get it they get it figured out. 
I'm not, I wasn't even aware of the, uh, the NBA rule uh, on this, but doesn't surprise me. Uh, the NBA uh, players union is very strong. Um, obviously, you know, first, first one of all of them to have the guaranteed contracts. Actually, I think they, I take that back. I think MLB had total guaranteed contracts uh, before NBA. The, the Kevin Porter Jr. thing just kind of blows my mind. He, 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 he kind of started on the right path for a little while, and then he ended up getting his contract. And it's been all kind of downhill after that. Um, I think he had some weapons charges that he was able to get out of. And now he's got this. And I just don't really understand. I think in February they had their one-year anniversary together. So it seemed like a very cute couple. Uh, she had some kind of broken bone or something and strangulation. It happened in the Millennium Hotel building in uh, New York City. It, it, or from what I heard, it, it looks like he got locked out of his hotel room with her and they were fighting. And so he like basically barged in and, and, and was able to come in and then just assaulted her. It's like, why, why do you have to keep on? I mean, you're an NBA player. You, you've got money. You know, you guys have problems. You know, go get another hotel room and cool down. You're an NBA player. The season's going to start. I just, you know, I, I, I was never really a fan of Kevin Porter Jr. Early on, I thought, you know, he had his problems, thought maybe some of the coaching could be able, the coaching staff at the Rockets could be able to do it. We, we've got guys in place that have dealt with uh, players that had off the field or off the court baggage. And now, you know, we've got Eamon Thompson. We got we to gotta cut the ripcord. Like, this, this is enough. I know that uh, PJ. Before this, we uh, we talked, and you know, you wanted to see if we could get something. His trade value is now non-existent, but luckily the contract isn't guaranteed, so you just cut bait at this point, and we might not see him play in the NBA again. He might be all out of all out of chances. He's got to be all out of chances. It also came out today. The Rockets finally, I guess, released something, or it came out recently. There was a point in time last year where he had some injury that was never discussed and he wasn't with the team for a few days and they didn't want to throw Kevin Porter Jr. under the bus it ended up actually being a disciplinary kind of suspension and they had asked him to leave the team for a few games apparently he's also caused a lot of problems within the locker room so it's time I think he he screwed up and got kicked out of Cleveland. We took a chance on him. It's over, buddy. Good career. Not really. Just be done. Get out of our lives. We don't want to hear anything else about you. Let this beautiful woman go be a beautiful woman and let somebody out there treat her the way she deserves because you obviously aren't that man. And any woman who's ever with you, again, moving forward in life, Good luck to them, and hopefully he doesn't break bones in your body. I, I mean, just to hit on the, the Rockets' perspective of this, I mean, if, if we got John Lucas, John Lucas the second, and you know he he has a history of dealing with troubled youth. I, I say youth, but I mean young men that have problems off the court that are talented. That he he has a history of getting these guys right. If that guy can't get you right, and you can't get on the right path. Uh, I don't know who's going to take you at this point. No one. And no one should. Let's get off the soapbox, though, for sure. End of week one, NFL. I think it's a great segue for this. I mean, let, let's let's take something negative and let's move it to the positive. That's what we do here on, on DB and the Heap. Yeah, uh, week one, NFL in the books. We're going to go over all of our picks with college, obviously. We're going to try to give you three three picks that we would take for the gamblers out there. We'll give you what our stats were over the over this uh, over this week, 
Obviously, I think DB, you might be one game ahead of me for the season total. We ended up going, I think, three, uh, two and one, both of us this week. Yeah, we we'll hit on went three and one. Uh, we picked the Monday night game. We both took the Jets. And the Jets pulled out a hell of a win. I sprung the over under on right, the bonus. Yeah, the bonus, the bonus game. The bonus game. We kind of got screwed on the over there with uh, Aaron Rodgers going down three plays into the game. Jets fan base, they're just cursed, right? I mean, you got the Mets season that just went down in flames. Most Mets Mets fans are normally Jets fans. And uh, I just keep going back to Big Daddy, the, the, the goddamn Jets. I mean, it's just – it's if it's just not one thing, it's another. Your team feels like they're Super Bowl bound and four plays in. The Aaron Rodgers era looks to be coming to an end early, this season at least. Uh, hopefully it's not that that uh, that serious. Maybe it's an ankle. I saw some reports that maybe it's an ankle. I think he's due for an MRI tomorrow. Uh, we'll see what that comes out with. Hopefully he can get back and get healthy and uh, be the same player. We don't root for injuries on this. Everybody knows I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers guy, but didn't want to see it end like this. I would have rather him choked on the field, which would have been nice. So I guess we're going to have to wait another year for that, but hopefully the guy gets healthy. Uh, sorry to hear it, uh, but the Jets fans, they seem to be cursed. New Jersey Jet fans are really, they are cursed. I'm glad that they did get the win. We're recording this, so it's 9-11. I'm glad they got the win in New Jersey for all the people in New York that love the Jets. It was a big win, to be honest with you. Their defense, who they're vaunting is the best defense since the 85 Bears, looked really oh, oh, good. Oh. What's up? Oh, I was just saying, whoa, whoa, let's pump the brakes. 85 Bears at the Jets on defense? I, I don't know. They might not be the best defense in the league this year. I think I think we can talk about that, too, who who, who, might, who that might be. They, they're, they're saying they're going to be the best defense since the 85 Bears. Okay. I mean, I guess they might not be the best team in the league this season, then, because uh, I think there's another one that's, that was looked a little more impressive. Who was that? The San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's only one team in the league that, that, this week that uh, put up the old goose egg. Uh, the defense managed to, to keep the team scoreless. So I won't name any names, but people can go through the box scores and find that out. And you know what? I wasn't actually that impressed by the, the 49ers either. I thought the 49ers are a really good defense. I think the Steelers have one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. You liked Kyle Pickett too, so that's something. You must have seen something out of him that you're just not liking because I, I, I remember you you liked him. I thought he was pretty uh, good at Pitt. I didn't think he'd be a good NFL quarterback. I watched after okay. I watched him play a couple games at Pitt. There's a couple games where he played some bad teams that really kind of owned him. I don't like quarterbacks that wear two gloves. That's a problem to me. I don't know why. I just don't think Kenny Pickett is any good. He didn't look good personally. Kenny Pickett's going to have to do something to show it to me. They're going to get stomped by the Browns this weekend, too, or Monday night. As we talked about, there's not two Monday night games this week, which normally happens. There's two Monday night games next week, which I think is the Saints and the Panthers, and then you'll get the Browns at Pittsburgh. So, Steelers, you're going 0-2. You're not beating the Browns. You don't have the offense. You don't have a quarterback who can do it. I'm sorry. Can't imagine the Steelers being a playoff team. I did pick them to finish last in the division when we did our picks. You did. 
So, so you're telling me, I, I think I know who you're taking in our survivor league this week. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm already out of the survivor league. Oh, you were out of it. Wow. I didn't even know that. I took really the Vikings and I'm out of the survivor league. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. First week. First week out, yeah. Uh, I mean, how many players did we lose in the Survivor League? I haven't even looked at it yet. We had 26. We lost seven. Seven players. I'm sure some, a lot of people were taking that Minnesota game. Did, did, we, have, did we have some people that, that, that took Cincinnati as well against Cleveland, maybe? We had the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs, we lost a couple. That's right. Obviously, this is not – we don't do an outline on DB and the Heave here because we are just all over the place. We're very excited with, 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 with what we got going on with just the NFL, and it's a great time to be a sports fan. We had an outline. We just better. did not come anywhere near yeah. keeping we're, it. We're not even close. It's like, squirrel, we're out of here. Squirrel, there's another one. Holy hell. We had 27 entries. We are down to 11. Wow, that's impressive. 16 people eliminated. Okay. That is impressive. I, I, I guess, you know, with us being, you know, talking a lot of Houston sports and a lot of people from Houston, they, they did not want to touch easily the easiest game to predict uh, on the schedule, which was Baltimore and against the Texans. We had a, uh, in a lot of people that took the Bills tonight, too. Did not see that coming. We had some Giants, some Bills, Chiefs. So if I win this thing, I might be talking to myself. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Oh, my <laughs> Who was your team Woo! that you picked? You took the Ravens? I took New Orleans. Oh, you took New, New Orleans. Orleans. Okay. New Orleans should have should have beaten them by by more. I'm a little upset about that. That was one of my picks for the cover. You know, I had Saints minus three, and uh, obviously they won 16-15. But uh, I think it's going to take a minute for Derek Carr to, uh, to get his groove on offense. But – that defense looks good. The pass defense looks real good. I think there was some wonky stuff going on in that game. DB, you, you can kind of get into it with the running game. They weren't really stopping the run, which was, was a problem with New Orleans last year. Thought maybe they'd get it figured out. But sounds like Tennessee ran the ball decent. They just stopped giving the ball to Derrick Henry for some reason. They were giving the ball to the backup, I guess. They weren't even giving the ball to the backup. They just didn't put Derrick Henry in. Derrick Henry played 30 snaps, 15 carries, two receptions for like 56 yards or something, three targets. The backup running back had 34 snaps. In what world, if you're not throwing the football well, because Tannehill was what, 16 to 34, do the math, you can do it. That's under 50%. That's not good. I think his quarterback rating was somewhere, I don't remember if it was quarterback rating or QBR. One of them was at 10, one of them was at 20. I got to go back and look which those were, it doesn't matter. Either one is absolutely terrible. What are you doing? You have Derrick Henry. Well, that's what happens whenever you trust the Texas A&M quarterback. I mean, we can get into that too. The track record for A&M quarterbacks isn't that high. So, Well, that's uh, not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. Well, you know, he's not a, he wasn't a quarterback. He was a wide receiver at A&M. Well, I'm sure they drew up some trick plays for him. We saw his talent, no doubt. Yeah, I thought he played quarterback for a little while there, a couple of seasons, I thought. He had a little bit of quarterback, but he ended as a wide receiver and then went to the NFL and became a quarterback. That tells you everything you need to know about. That means the ceiling doesn't seem to be that high. We, we, we can get into that. Miami, that was another one of our picks. We might as well get into our picks. We're not going on an outline here. 
with our picks, uh, let, let's just go over it before we uh, digress even more uh, since we're talking about this. I, I had Miami plus four, loved, loved them at home. But Tyler Van Dyke, wow, looking just impressive. Well, well, four yards, five tubs. We're talking about the Miami Hurricanes, not the Miami Dolphins here. Miami Hurricanes, yes, absolutely. Miami Hurricanes. Well, I was just kind of segueing in since we were talking trash on A&M, or I was talking trash on A&M particularly, which I like to do on this show. Yeah, getting revenge. Last year, really, you know, A&M killed the Miami Hurricanes uh, in College Station. This year, getting the revenge. Tyler Van Dyke, 374 yards, five tubs. Miami Hurricanes rolling, rolling, rolling. He's in the Heisman. He was a dark horse candidate for you in our Heisman show, wasn't it? He was my super dark horse. He was my guy. I said if Miami has a big year, he's going to have to have a big year. For that to happen, he would almost need to be a Heisman candidate. And we'll see if Miami ends up having a big year. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. It's going to be a good year, though. Uh, Offensive line looked pretty impressive. Uh, They gave him time. That's what the new coach was supposed to do. He's a former offensive lineman. We all know about him. And he uh, he's coaching up that O-line. Seems like he's got it go moving in the right direction. So congrats to them. My other team that I took, I took the Notre Dame, minus seven and a half. They ended up rolling, uh, as I thought they would. Sam Hartman, I just, I, I love him. I love the kid. He is impressive. You know, the team has so much talent. This is the best Notre Dame team. I keep saying it. Best Notre Dame team I've seen. I think it's better than the Notre Dame team that ended up going to the national title game and getting killed uh, a few years ago. Uh, but 286 yards, four TDs, 45-24, easy money, easy money right there. And then, you know, obviously my I went two and one with the Saints, New Orleans Saints, uh, failing to cover with minus three. So let's go over your picks, though. I had Texas State covered. They were plus 14. They lost by seven. They lost 20 to 13. That was a heck of a game. If you watched it, it was close the entire game. It was a tough loss for him. Then we move on. I took Utah minus eight. The line closed at minus seven, but when I picked them, they were minus eight. They won by seven. They beat Baylor. Baylor looks good. I think the Heat got to Utah. Baylor looks much better than I was anticipating them looking, but they did get beat. They're 0-2 to start the year. Hopefully they got somebody they can beat get some confidence going into Big 12, get their quarterback. He's supposed to be out two weeks, so this is going to be the second week coming up. Utah's 2-0. and We'll see where they go from there. I haven't narrowed down my picks yet for this coming week. I'll have them on Friday. And then I guess we'll do bonus picks with both of the Monday night games. Is that what we're going to do? Since there's two Monday night yep. games, we'll just uh, pick the spread or – why don't yeah, we do that? I think I, I think that sounds good. I, I think I think for uh, you know I, I actually said we went two and one, but I forgot about the Monday night bonus game. So we we all went three and one this week. Well, uh, both of us three tied three and one. I made you pick. I decided we were going to pick the over under as we were talking. So oh three and two. Okay, all right. Then I missed that one. So three and two. I don't think you really even know remembering that we did the over under. I mean, I did not because you didn't want to so, pick it, and I made you do it because it was Monday night. Yeah. So, so those those counting at home, we're going to do a better job of keeping track of this. Uh, maybe we can put it on DB to keep track of this since he's got so much time since he's not in the Survivor League. You know, he's got extra time to actually make his picks Ooh. because I have other things I'm doing. 
<laughs> but yeah. those of us that, that are keeping keeping count here uh, puts me at four and four. Not the greatest outing opening weekend for college football for me. Went one and three. Came back and did three and two on our picks. Uh, I think DB went two and two the first week, and then followed up with three and two as well. So he's up a game on me. So we'll see where it, where it all shakes out. Should be fun to keep it keep track of it all year. I'm gonna throw out the Monday night. That's just kind of unless that's what we want. But the three picks that we're gonna give are really the three picks that we like the best. So we'll just we'll do it that way. Um, unless our pick is the Monday night game, we'll add it in. But we'll just. Since we got two Monday night games coming up, you know what we'll do? Just take your your top pick for each one. So if it's the spread or if it's the over-under, you can take your top pick there. We'll keep Monday night separate because sometimes Monday night might be a no play until you get to Monday and then you're like, I want to play. But we'll give you our three best picks from each of us, and we'll keep, we'll keep track of that. I, I guess it depends on how much money you lose throughout the weekend, whether you're going to play on Monday night, right? Or win. You might you might be trying to Marty up big, dude. Let me, let me see what I can do. It's true. It's true. That's why they put the games on Monday night, no doubt about it. You know, anything else that you saw? I mean, something that I saw just, you know, talking about Saturday to kind of changing changing it up a little bit is the quarterback play this year. Uh, you know, I think uh, Colin Cowherd came on and said something about uh, – uh, that, you know, he, he thinks there might be five or six NFL quarterbacks drafted in the first round. I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if these guys are going to come out, but the quarterback play has been really impressive. Uh, you've got guys like uh, uh, Michael Pence Jr., uh, Caleb Williams, uh, Tyler Van Dyke got on there, Sam Hartman. There's some impressive quarterbacks in the, in, in the NCAA this year. I think it's going to be a very deep quarterback draft. We'll see how that plays out. This one hurts when the time players, comes. We can't be talking about quarterback play without talking about Quinn Ewers. He torched Quinn Ewers, yeah. He that's true. Texas torched Alabama. They really did. Yep, I think I think that was the first first victory for Texas over a top three opponent on the road since nineteen sixty nine. Wow, is that honest? Is that real? That's what I saw. First for first win over a top three opponent on the road since 1969 for the University of Texas. So shout out to them. Hook them horns. They're, they got it done. A lot of people were doubters, doubt, doubting them, but they managed to make it happen. Hmm. I, I want to double check that because they did beat USC in the BCS National Championship. So that's a technically a road game, right? That's not tech. That's a neutral side game. Okay, I'll give you that. It's a neutral site game. Um, it's also Saban's first double-digit loss at home since 2005. I mean, is it time that we can say that maybe Nick Saban's lost his luster a little bit? I mean, we've been, everybody's been waiting for the guy to fall off. I mean, you can only eat the same meals every day until you want something different. So is Alabama fan getting, getting to that point? I think Alabama might be getting to that point. I also think... First off, let, let, let's touch this game for a second. I think he could be getting to that point. But Texas looked good. It hurts my heart. I hate – I'm not a Texas person. I love the state of Texas. This is where I'm from. I do not like UT. I'm not a Longhorn guy at all. They looked faster. They were better in the trenches. Where Alabama is what we always know is that line in the trenches. That's where they're going to win. They're going to run the ball down your throat and get four or five yards of carry at will, even if you're good. Texas held their own. They got pressure. They weren't blitzing. They had three and four-man 
rushes that got pressure into the quarterback the entire night. Texas was clearly the better team. What that means for them the rest of the season, they still got a few games that could trip them up. They've got the Red River shootout. And as we all know, rivalry games in college football, you can throw out the records. You can throw everything out the window. It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. And don't be shocked when anything does happen. Yeah, I mean, Texas seems like they're a little early. They're, they're, they're ready for SEC football when you're early, it looks like. So people were all saying, you know, will Texas be able to compete in the SEC? I don't, th- I don't think you can hold anything. I don't think you can say anything else whenever you go into Tuscaloosa and win. That's one of the hardest places in the SEC to, to win, and they pulled it off. Kudos to them, and we'll see how their season progresses. Yeah, congratulations. I mean, Texas fans, we heard forever last year. They would have beat Alabama if viewers didn't get hurt. I kept saying to them, congratulations, you would have beat the third-place team in the SEC. If that was your goal, do you want to beat a third-place team? You don't want to beat first or second. You want to beat third. That's a that's a goal for you. Be, to be third. I've never heard of a football team cheering to be third place. So that was their goal. They like the eyes of Texas are upon you. Looking for the third place team. I mean, <laughs> can they beat Georgia? I don't know if they can step up and beat Georgia. We'll find out. We're going to find out. It makes for good – it gives us for something to talk about. We, we love talking about college football. Texas is going to make the college football playoffs, and I'm making that prediction right now. Okay. All right. You got so Oklahoma just not – I mean, Oklahoma doesn't look as good as what they normally do. I'm taking Texas to lose to either, to either Michigan or Ohio State in the college football playoffs. I really want it to be Michigan. I got Michigan winning, so I guess I'd have to say Texas loses to Michigan in the college football playoffs. Here, here's the real question. Will Notre Dame make the college football playoffs? Is that possible? They got some big games to make statements. If they beat USC, I think they can do it. That's going to be – that is going to be a barn burner of a game, folks. October 14th, I think, the, the game is. I mean, I mean, Notre Dame's always got some pretty big heavyweights on there, but – that, that game, Sam Hartman versus Caleb Williams, man, that's going to be buy a ticket, get it done. Uh, I can't wait to watch that. Is it at the Coliseum or is it with Touchdown Jesus? It's in Touchdown Jesus land. We're, we're, we're in South Bend. No, no, I no. Say we. I'm, not, I'm not even a Notre Dame fan, but now, you know, on this show, I'm going to get – No, no, no. Let, I like Hartman so much. Let, let's get this clarified correctly. Notre Dame is not in South Bend, Indiana. Notre Dame is in Notre Dame, Indiana. Yeah. Go look it up. Okay. This is its own, basically, like, sovereign nation like the Vatican. Like the Vatican? I did not know that, but that's good to know. I didn't see any signs whenever I was there. By, by the way, I think we've hit on this before. If you have a chance to go to Notre Dame and go see the stadium and everything, just no. do that. Just do that. It is it is impressive. I by no means am a Notre Dame fan. Of course, I'll get accused of it because I like talking about them, especially this season because I'm really high on Hartman. I think, I think everybody knows that. It's like my love child right now. Uh, but he is uh, – yeah, go go to that stadium. Go go see the, uh, the library. Go go check it out. Go check out Touchdown Jesus. It's it's impressive. Oh, yeah. So I'm see, jumping off my soapbox. on the campus. 
And for, well, you're a Jew, so you're not going to mass. I'm a Catholic. <laughs> That's right. I'm not. I'm not going on Friday either because I don't roll on Shabbat. So. I don't roll on Shabbat. <laughs> I don't think they play on Fridays up there, but yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to the, the, the check out the stadium. We're not even going on a stadium tour on Shabbos. We're shutting it down. Matter of fact, you might not hear from me all weekend. Is Rosh Hashanah? So. It is Rosh Hashanah. What does that start Thursday? It's gonna be Friday at uh, sundown. Friday until uh, till Sunday. Friday till sundown. So I mean, what do you do? You walk? Are you close enough to where you can walk to synagogue and everything? True. All right, that's fair enough. I mean, an emergency for me, but I mean, might be watching the game. You know. <laughs> um, I don't know about that one. Come on, man. <laughs> aren't you going to like, I mean, aren't you guys going to hire somebody who can turn the light switches on and do all the cooking and everything else? You're talking about a goy. Yeah. Shabbos goy. Yeah. Shabbos goy. I forgot what they're <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if I'm going that deep. I'm not rolling that deep, but you won't see me in a bowling alley. That's for sure. Because I don't roll. I don't roll on Shabbos for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you? I mean, have you ever used the goy? No. 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 You, not you know I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that legit. You know. I mean, do you know anyone who's ever used? Yeah. The goy? Yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. I, I got family. I got family that's uh, you know in Crown Heights, in Brooklyn, and uh, they they certainly use them for sure. It, it, it happens. You know, especially in New York, you got to have somebody hitting the elevator buttons. Oh, that's true. Not totally sure how it works, but yeah, that would be pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. In New York, they usually do have, you know, they separate by floors, so you don't have to go through all the floors. So you would have your elevator for like one through twenty-five and twenty-five through fifty or something. But I didn't know they had the Shabbos elevators. That would be, you know, they do some of that for uh, for mechanical design too. Not to digress too much because I am into that a little bit uh, business-wise. Not necessarily elevators, but construction uh, stuff, and they do that to not make the elevator go that far. Um, so, it, yeah, it is. It helps with the wait time, but it also helps with you know servicing the thing and stuff like that. That's why they split that up. Ah, oh, interesting. Good to know. Anyway, not really. There was, I guess, the best game was Texas. That was a really good game. Shout out to, you know, Wisconsin-Washington State game. Washington State get it done in a low-scoring game. Yeah. So congrats to them. You know, they, they got left behind, and, and they, they said, we're going to make a statement game. We don't, we don't know where we're playing in a conference, but we need somebody to pick us up. That's true. Oregon State as well. Oregon State's out there. They're kind of left behind. They're a top 25 team. Both of these teams that are getting left behind are top 25. Oregon State picked up DJ – a whole bunch of vowels. Can't pronounce this guy's name. He was out of Clemson last year. Picked him up in the transfer portal. He looks so much better than he ever did at Clemson. I'm not sure. And also, I'm not sure what the hell's going on with Clemson. Dabo Sweeney, I think, could be done unless he adapts. He doesn't use the transfer portal and does not want to be using NIL. That's going to make it really hard to recruit for you. If you're a Clemson fan, whew, you're going to be in for a rough one. Yeah, especially with all the success that, uh, you know, primetime's happened here in my backyard. I mean, he, he he's taking advantage of that transfer portal. I think we've beaten that dead horse. But, wow, another another big deal there in college football. 
Nebraska coming into town into Folsom Stadium and uh, Folsom Field and uh, primetime saying, hey, we're we're not popping champagne just yet. We're going to keep this train rolling. They beat Nebraska. We'll see how really good Nebraska is. I got a feeling they're not as good as what people expected them to be. But, I mean, CU is much better than what everyone expected them to be. So they've got some big games. The Pac-12 in their final season just showing out. Showing out still. We've, we've hit about it, hit, hit on it before. Oregon State's one of those teams that obviously showing out, and it's it's impressive. So we'll see how the games go. And CU, there's a lot of good surprises in the Pac-12 this year. Pac-12 looks really good. I'm surprised by the whole conference right now. Uh, and I'm even surprised at the bottom with Stanford. Stanford looks terrible. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I, I – I was on that train for the Stanford to be a lot better on the defensive side of the ball, but Caleb, Caleb Williams put that to bed. I think he had 42 points in the hat in the first half. He didn't play the whole game. So, I mean, they, they just rolled. Stanford looks absolutely horrendous. So uh, we'll see how they're able to, to, to move into the ACC with, because it's not going to get much easier with all those road trips you're going to have. No, I guess there's nothing else I've got left for college. Oh, I got, I got one more thing. Oh, yep, there it is. Appalachian State, maybe. Yeah, Appalachian State. I mean, always playing North Carolina tough. Uh, North Carolina was one of those teams that I I, I kind of picked a little bit. Uh, not in a game. Not not. I didn't pick the game Appalachian State, but uh, or Appala- Appalachian State. I thought uh, North Carolina could uh, make some noise, especially with Clemson going down. I said, you know, you could watch them. They're they're moving up in the rankings. I think they were 16th whenever they played. They had a scare. They uh, they had a scare last year too. Appalachian State always plays them tough, and they continue to do it. So that was a really good game. They just play everyone tough. They beat Michigan. They beat A and M. They're always giving North Carolina trouble. They played them a couple times. If I'm a college football coach, that's not one team I really want to put on my schedule. And they always have big teams, like you're saying. They always have big programs. So big programs continue to. To give them, uh, show them some love, like they're going to be, like they're going to roll over, and they never do. So, no. how long does that keep up? How long has that coach been there? Is it, has he been there for a while since, during this run? I'm surprised nobody's scooping him up. He's twenty six okay. and thirteen. I would have thought he was better than that. It just feels like he is, right? Just put uh, Sean Clark. Is that right? Yeah, Sean Clark. He obviously plays uh, plays everybody tough. I guess he wants you know just put him in a big conference and see what he can do because he seems to play the uh, play the play the big guys tough. So that would be pretty impressive to see uh, him move move on. I don't know though. I don't know the background. I don't know much about Appalachian State. That's about it that I got for college football though. Uh, can't wait till next week. We'll 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 make a deep dive and give give you guys our picks later on. We're we're kind of I think it's, we're probably gonna. Drop it on Friday, I think, is what we're, our plan is. It's a work in progress to what we're going to do as far as when we're, when these pods are going to come out. But we'll get a schedule, uh, definitely. No, it's going to be Friday, and we're, we're debating here on this Monday, Tuesday. So we gave it to you Tuesday this week. We're going to see how it all shakes out. and But Friday is going to be the new day moving forward. We like going into the weekend with everything. Um, let's hear what, let's hear what y'all have to say. Send us, send us an email. Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram. Tell, tell us what you guys want. Uh, you guys like having, you know, the whole weekend being done as far as NFL being done and completed. So we can talk about the Monday night game. I kind of like that, but 
we give we give what the fans want, what you guys want. You guys you guys are running this show. Give the people what they want. That's right. There's no way we're getting out of here without you gloating about the Cowboys. I thought you weren't even going to mention it. Really? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have to. Look, looking tough. Look, looking tough. Micah Parsons says we're out to prove the, the, to everyone that we're the best defense in football. And uh, what better way to do it than uh, hold your team to or hold your opponent to zero points? Uh, no offense from the New York Giants. It was raining. It was muddy. It was wet. It is turf, so not as muddy as regular field would be. Uh, so we can't – We also, the haters out there, we, we can't say that, that, that they did this on, on uh, actual grass because it is turf in New Jersey. We all know that. But, yeah, it looks impressive. Dak didn't have to do a whole lot. A lot of people saying that he was going to continue to throw interceptions. He's not going to have to throw as much this year, I don't think. Tony Pollard looked nice. They did this with with a with a patchwork offensive line too. Tyler Smith out for this game. Uh, he, he should be back next week. He kind of pulled a hammy. They they wanted to take it slow as the season was starting. But uh, eleven straight victories for Dak Prescott against the New York Giants. We hit on that before that he was going for number eleven. Those guys have to be sick and tired of number four. I would. You gotta be tired. I'll give him one thing. It was wet. It was rainy little difficult conditions. We'll see. I think the Giants have got their number in Dallas. Dak has not lost to the Giants since his rookie season. So we'll see if that streak continues. Just for everybody keeping uh, keeping tabs, I think the record for a team against a division opponent, I think Tom Brady beat Buffalo 13 times in a row, if I remember correctly. But I think only two other uh, quarterbacks had ever had 11 wins in a row against a division opponent. You know what they say, division opponents, regardless of what you think, this was a playoff team last year for the Giants. And, uh, yeah, Cowboys did what they needed to do. They, they did what they needed to do, and they looked good doing it. Uh, special teams, the, the field goal kicker, there might be some problems here. <laughs> we, we knew this would not be a season if we weren't talking about the damn Dallas Cowboys field goal kicker because we're, 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 in, we're at it again. We're talking about him. He missed, he missed one of them. I missed an extra point. It's not good. The kicking game could come back. I mean, in a game of inches, I mean, go out and get yourself a freaking kicker that can kick. It's not good. But that was the only, the only downside. Special teams balled out. Digs with a big hit on Saquon Barkley bringing it loose, took it back to the house. Diggs didn't, but uh, another player did after he popped it out, popped it loose. It was impressive. So we'll see how it goes and uh, what's in store for the Cowboys. But I think it's going to be a special season. But won't matter if they don't do anything in the playoffs. So, but first, first, first things first, this was a division opponent. Got to win your division. That's all you think about whenever you're building this team, whenever you're building any team. Your, no, your number one goal should be to, to win your division. So these division games mean double. So they took care of one, and uh, they've got a few more left. they got a few more left. I don't know. Maybe they should get the great Dane, old Morton Anderson. See if he, they can get him out of retirement. Yeah, I need to do something, that's for sure. Jerry, get the checkbook out, for God's sake. I'll tell you exactly what the Cowboys need. They need a barefoot kicker. Bring back the barefoot kicker. That's what the Cowboys need. <laughs> that would be 
that would be it. Well, I mean, they, they play a lot of games indoors, so that might that might be right with the doctor ordered. I mean, the barefoot kicker is a thing of the past, but I, somebody needs to bring one the one the hell back. I want to see one. It's like those guys that play golf when they're barefoot, you know. Pat McCaffrey, I think, does that, doesn't he? I don't know. I played golf Friday. A buddy got covered in mud and had to play barefoot. We all played terrible. This golf course should have just told us that it's going to be 108 degrees and they don't put water on the golf course and they don't have a cart roller anywhere for you to stop to get water. Like the Sahara out there, huh? <laughs> it was miserable. Speaking of a little trivia here, do you know what the largest desert is in the world? The Sahara? That is wrong. The largest desert in the world is actually Antarctica. So it's a little bit of a trick question because it does not, you don't have to have a warm climate for it to be specified as a desert. So just a little, little trivia, a little bar trivia for you. If you're trying to, you know, get a free round of drinks or something. That's a good one, I think. You could I'm not, I'm not betting a free round of drinks on that. Somebody might smack me. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those trick questions, you know? It's a, it's a good icebreaker to throw out there and be like, hey, I'm going to buy a round for everybody. You know, you pay for the round for the whole bar, you know, if you, if you can figure it out. Because most people aren't going to know that. No, most people aren't going to know that. That's a, it's a good one. I'll give it to you. Uh, I'll definitely give that one to you. I, now that you say it, it does ring a bell, but I would never – it's just something I'm not going to retain or ever imagine Antarctica being a desert. I mean, I wouldn't go around Rice University, you know, throwing that out there because you're, you're probably going to be paying for drinks. But, you know, maybe in some other places like maybe Philadelphia, you could definitely get away with it in Philadelphia, no doubt. I don't know. Philly's <laughs> probably Philly's got a lot of history. They might know it. I wouldn't go around the Stanford defense either. Speaking of Rice <laughs> University, I did mention on the, the last pod, one of the games – to circle and watch would be Rice and U of H. We're going to get back to a little college football. And then I think it's time to wrap this up because we've just, if you've been listening to this, you're probably like, what in the fuck are these guys doing? They're everywhere. We started with an outline just so you know, we went way off the rails real quick over here tonight. I had that Rice U of H game circled. U of H lost to Rice in double overtime on a pass breakup in the corner of the end zone. For the two-point conversion. Is that, was that the game that was on NFL Network? It was on NFL Network, which I idiotically called on the pod NFL Net and said, what in the hell is NFL Net? Yes, no one's watching this because we don't know what the channel is. <laughs> Didn't realize it was the abbreviation for NFL Network. That's funny. Just to hit up uh, something on Rice, did you happen to see on the top 10 plays that uh, that catch by Christian McCaffrey's brother who plays wide receiver for, for Rice? What a catch. I mean, what an athletic. I mean, he, he's from Denver, just right down the street from where I live uh, in uh, Greenwood Village or actually in Highlands Ranch. They, they all played at Valor Christian. This is uh, uh, Ed McCaffrey's, uh, his whole family. Christian McCaffrey, obviously his son. Uh, he's got, uh, I think it's three boys. And uh, his, his, his boy, his other boy plays receiver for Rice. So super smart, obviously. But that catch, go, go check it out. I don't know if you saw it, DB, but it was pretty impressive. I didn't. I'll check it out. His other son played quarterback at Michigan for a little bit. Yep. Definitely a, a, football, a football family. Even more impressive about the McCaffreys is uh, the best athlete in, in, the, uh, in the family is uh, the mom. 
she was a swimmer at Stanford, I believe it was. Weren't she and, all uh, working? Yes, I believe she was. And I think she actually played or she went and uh, I think she was an Olympic athlete as well. But uh, it's pretty impressive. McCaffrey's got it going on. Uh, Christian, obviously, he plays the piano too. Very talented family. Shout out to them. They're just right down the street. All of them played, played their high school ball at Valor Christian in Highlands Ranch, just right on the street from where I'm at. Impressive family. So really cool. But anything else on uh, on NFL that you, you want to hit on? Like any, any any other games? I mean, there's there's a few games that were really surprising. Cincinnati. I mean, what do you? Joe Burrow just. I mean, what is going on? He's got the. He's got killed, absolutely killed in a division game against the Browns. I and hope he, that was that was that was that was in in Cleveland. I believe it's in Cleveland in the rain. Joe Burrow does not play well against the Browns. Or the Browns defense. You got Miles Garrett out there working on his crossover and then just blowing people off the line. You were high on the Browns, weren't you, DB? I, I do like the Browns this year. I think the Browns defense is going to do well. I want to say I picked them second in the division. I got to go back and look. I don't have it in front of me. I had the Bengals first. I think the Browns second. I do have the Browns making the playoffs. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a good year. Nick Chubb did well. People were like, well, Watson didn't throw for much. Watson didn't need to throw for a whole lot. They were running the football. They were in control. He got a rushing touchdown. It's wet. It's rainy. They're not going to throw as much in the rain. If you can run the football and control the trenches, you're not going to throw as much in the rain. Cleveland's about to be 2-0. They got a layup against the Steelers. I am really down on the Steelers. And after watching them play, they're supposed to have a good defense. Their defense didn't look good. Kenny Pickett supposed to do really well the Steelers fans are high everyone's high on the Steelers high on Kenny Pickett I'm the opposite way if they prove me wrong I love it I just don't see it speaking speaking of teams that really kind of lackluster starts the Chicago Bears I mean it just continues for Chicago I mean you got no Aaron Rodgers now in Green Bay they're at home your home opener first game of the season everybody's talking shit the bears are like you know we're gonna take out the packers the packers are falling off and they just you know 38 20 packers win on the road huge win i didn't see that one coming i really thought the bears were gonna show up and uh they just continue to do what the bears do which is not play well in the division and not play well all around this is gonna be justin fields last season too bad to him we're hoping it's not the case but Looks like it's going to be the Lions and the Packers out of that division. Fields going to, if he has a bad season, they're probably going to start thinking about moving on from him. I mean, can we start an actual fund, like a GoFundMe account or something, if we get this NFC Championship game this year? If we get the Lions versus the Cowboys, baby, that would be, that would be fun, wouldn't it? What do you think about that? That would be fun. I don't know if I would go. What? Come on. You got to go. I don't know that I would have the nerves to be in the stadium and watch that. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, it know. It would much... be the first time the Cowboys and the, and the Lions, uh, you know, uh, showed up in the playoff. There was one in Jerry's world a few years ago. I think Dak was the quarterback, right? That was that was the year that – or no, no, that was actually yeah. Romo. It was one of his final years. That was the uh, – 
the infamous pickup of the you know, defensive holding call that was, that wasn't, that ended up being no call that, that I think the Lions fans hated. This is one of Stafford's last last seasons. You remember that? Yeah, I, if the Lions, yeah, I do remember. But if the Lions just wanted it, to let just just wanted to see if you remembered it. I remember, but if the Lions <laughs> make it that far, I'll definitely be watching at home. I don't think I'll have the nerves to be able to watch that game in public and not be yelling and screaming at a television. But we can definitely watch that and live stream me yelling at every other play and cussing up a storm. Somebody love, would, would want to watch that. I figured you would love being right next to your boy here, you know? I'd be all decked out in cowboy gear. I would come watch it with you. There's no big games like that. I do enjoy going to the stadiums. I do enjoy going to some games. But when it comes down to those big games like that, I per, I'm one of the guys who likes to watch it at home. I like the convenience of watching it at home. When it's those type of games, it's tough sometimes. Are you one of those guys that's a superstitious guy, like superstitious fan that you, you got to kind of do the same things for big games whenever you're you're doing it? No. Have, have you watched? No, no I, you're not. I, I just like the comfort of watching it at home because I want to grab something to eat. If I want to make a drink, if I want to walk away and not watch it for a little bit, I can walk away and not watch it for a little bit. I can't do that at a stadium. I'm not going to go walk around the stadium. Do you happen to see? We were talking about documentaries on the uh, um, on our first interview with Sean. We were talking about that. Uh, some of his some of his favorite documentaries. We didn't mention uh, the quarterback documentary that they had uh, on Netflix, uh, which I I finally finished that thing. I thought it was really good, really great. Like you know, one thing that stuck out to me is Pat Mahomes. I guess because you know the baseball player in him, he is one of the most superstitious guys uh, that you will see. He does the same thing every time. I mean, have you seen have you seen the uh, the, the document the quarterback documentary? You watched it all the way through, DB? It put me to sleep the first three times I tried to watch it. I didn't make it through the first episode. Too too much uh, too much Miss Mahomes. Is that what you're saying? I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was late at night. Maybe it was something. It was one of them I just didn't get into. And then I knew I was going to be watching multiple episodes or something. I just didn't get into it. And it was everyone a little who's watched it loves it. Could not get through it from start to finish. I heard they were trying to get Rain, Dakota Prescott, uh, for this second season, but he declined and said, "You know, I, I get enough. I get enough media coverage as it is." Rain so. Dakota, one of my favorite yep. names in football. Actually, I've got another new favorite name in football. I finally looked it up, and I did not realize what this person's name was. So DK Metcalf, for some reason, I never looked up his name, DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf. Rain Dakota's been up there for me. As what was, what was that again? You kind of cut out a little bit on me. What was that? Oh, I cut out on you. DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf for DK Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah, that, that's a good name. That, that rolls off the tongue very nicely. It does. I love these guys who just have different names that you don't know what it is. Like Dak Prescott, unless you look it up, you're not knowing his name is Rain Dakota. Yeah, it's almost like uh, like like didn't Romo Romo Anthony? Uh, uh, what was his? He had a weird name too. Oh well, yeah, of course. An original one, an original. I I don't have it, and it's been a while since the obviously Tony's been uh, been the 
quarterback of the Cowboys. So Antonio Romero, Romo. And Antonio Romero. That's it. That's it. Hey, he's got he's got that Italian blood in him from Wisconsin. Definitely has it. All right. Well, we're on to football names. I got one last thing. Your Broncos missing the extra point, costing them the game. Their kicker cost them. Yeah, it's a tough, tough time for the Broncos. Oh. But you know, good thing they got the distraction with CU being so good. I don't even think we hit on we, we hit on that a little bit, but no need to hit on it anymore. But yeah, Broncos. It's tough whenever the Raiders come into you know. It's really tough whenever the Raiders come into town and uh, take a victory. Home openers usually go really well for the Broncos. And this it wasn't one of those years. So we'll see how it shakes out. The standard is high here in Denver. And Russell Wilson's got to step up. Got to step up. Yeah. So that's all I got on that. All right, man. I think it's time. Let's wrap her up. Let's call it a day. Everybody, I hope you enjoy it. Follow, like, subscribe, and let us know your setup. If you like the new setup of a Tuesday and a Friday, if you want us to go back to Monday, Wednesday, we'll take your feedback to heart. Yep, absolutely. Love you guys. Love you, DB. Demand. We'll uh, we'll talk soon, brother. All right, man. Take care, brother. See ya.